0: now here's matt mosley Mosley, the matt mosley show espn central texas travis brown joining us now he's out uh sunken diamond palo alto california where he's watching stanford and the aggies they get it on tonight at 8 p.m central start and travis you just kind of keep extending your time out there i thought they could have gotten this thing played today you know they finished up late last night, but I guess for TV reasons or whatever, they made everybody stick around for another game for, for the late game this evening. How are you holding up out there? I bet that I bet that cool weather has been refreshing for you. Well,
1: you know, I, I finally actually got the uh, the housekeeping to clean my room for once, so fresh fresh sheets from the last day might be kind of nice. Uh, had, had a little bit of a sinus infection out here, so. <laughs> hasn't been as uh I, mean, I thought I'd get away from the allergies getting out of uh of the the syntax area but apparently they followed me here so if I'm a little little raspy that's why
0: now what's that what is this ballpark like give me the breakdown you've been to a lot of them i i kind of like what this is called sunken diamond i mean this is kind of a this is an interesting spot and is this is the ball travel out there i mean i I thought that fog might kind of roll in and that would be kind of a heavy air pitcher's park, but boy, Stanford started shooting that ball out of the park last night about the top of the seventh inning. What, uh, give me your breakdown of, of this ballpark. Is it, is it, um, is it everything you had hoped it would be?
1: Uh, yeah. So, um, when you're inside the ballpark, you look around, you kind of feel like you're at rice a little bit. It's, it's a similar kind of, kind of vibe to that. It's a smaller ballpark. Um, holds, I think, a little over 2,000. Um, you know, the talk was that it it plays differently in the daytime than at night, that in the daytime the balls travel a little bit farther uh, than at nighttime. But the funny thing, I was talking to A&M hitting coach uh, Michael Early, uh, who, who had come from Arizona, knows the, the Pac-12 pretty well, well, and I said, you know, yeah, hey, you know, Schloss was saying might play a little bit differently. He goes, man, I mean, you can say that, but they hit a lot of home runs, both at daytime and nighttime, because it's a power-hitting team. So um, the the ball does does get out um, if you get all of it. But yeah, it's 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 not gonna just fly out like it does during the daytime or like you know some of the balls over in that Fayetteville region have been flying out.
0: Yeah, and uh, that was a ball game last night. Into six, Stanford six, A and M five. Uh, everything's kind of right there for in front of the Aggies. And then in the seventh, it completely got away from them. Uh, you were looking to see kind of how uh, Coach would manage the pitchers late because that thing got so far away from them. I think it was like 13-5 to 5 at that point. Um, what do we know? Like what kind of uh, shape is this pitching staff in right now? Uh, who's still fresh and – it seemed like you were saying Detmers was the way uh, conventional wisdom suggested. Have you gathered any more information on who the Ags will uh, send out there this evening?
1: I have not heard yet. I'm, I'm probably going can get a hold of that shortly. But it, it, Nathan Detmers is an interesting case here because he's the guy that you pretty much knew just about every Friday. He was going to be the guy on the mound. Uh, he has the most starts of any uh, uh, A&M pitcher out there. Uh, currently on the roster, and uh, he's the guy that Schlossnagel went with to um, lead off the SEC tournament and then go in the title game, the only guy to get uh, two starts. So he's kind of the the, the no-brainer um, when it comes to experience, but he's just had a little bit of a, a down year this this, this uh, year, and um, it's curious to see that that he hasn't made an appearance yet in the regional. And not only has he made an appearance, but when I asked uh, Coach Schlossnagel about it last night, if, if – He's the obvious guy to go. He said, you know, I'm still going to have to think about it. I want to see who's healthy, who who can go. And um, if he goes, he needs to throw strikes because he hasn't been throwing strikes. Early. So if they go through an entire regional, win or lose, and Nathan Detroit doesn't pitch, I, that's, that would be shocking. Um, you know, he – last year you can go back to the College World Series where he comes out and – Throws a dud against Oklahoma in the first game of the of mm-hmm. in Omaha and A&M loses. And then he comes back and has just a resurgence against Notre Dame and gets that win to extend their stay and push them into the semifinals. Uh, they they need to have that kind of kind of performance for them.
0: All right, uh, this will be interesting to see how confident the Ags are coming out uh, into into this. I mean, what. What do you feel like tonight? What are you kind of? What are you looking for? As you said, Stanford. I was looking at some of the 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 measurables for the two teams when they put them up against each other. Aggies have hit a ton of home runs this year, and it's not like they're a light hitting team. And yet, Stanford. I mean, you probably have the numbers around you. It's like they've got what forty five more. I mean, it is a it is a big time team that will bash it on you. I would think with a team like that, you've got to have somebody out there moving the ball around, giving them something different to uh, you know to look at the plate. Because boy, once they lock in on you, you are you can get in trouble.
1: Yeah, and, and if, if Detmer's on, he's the perfect guy for that. He's a sneak-for-all pitcher. Keeps things low in the zone, has a three pitch mix. I mean, a, a, an on Detmer would be perfect for that, but, uh, you know, if he leaves that sinker ball high, it's easy to launch that sucker out of the park. Um, you know, it, it's going to be starting pitching, whoever they go with. Can they get them uh, deep because that, uh, the, the, the bullpen is, is shallow? And, and, you know, it's interesting that the dichotomy of what the coaches were saying after the game, Shosta was shaking his head, and seeing, you know, said some of their veteran guys are, are you know evan oschenbeck who's pitched so much this year troy wansing uh, matt dillard has said they all look tired when they come out there and then the on the converse stanford's coach is saying he's had three or four guys who have pitched multiple times this weekend uh some of them over 100 pitches begging to get the ball for this game it, it just seems like the mentality is is a little different i feel like all the momentum all of the the confidence is, is leaning towards Stanford's way uh, in this. And AM is a real veteran team, and you've got to see if some of those veteran guys can kind of rally the troops and pull some of that uh, momentum back in their favor because it just seems like after uh, that kind of thrashing they took last night and situation where the pitching staff is in, that, that Stanford's claimed all of the momentum uh, coming into this Game 7.
0: Travis Brown, Aggies beat man for the Eagle, joining us, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, live from the Sunken Diamond, or right down the road. He's making his way around Palo Alto. I've always thought, Travis, that'd be a fun place to visit, you know, and I don't know if you and I had the grades, maybe you did, to go to Stanford, but that's uh, that's kind of an amazing place, I bet, to kind of look around there and think about all the Olympic athletes that have come through you said on a tweet last night that the jock jams medley started up now i think that happened in the oh i don't know around the top of the seventh is that do you think that inspired the cardinal did that get stanford going because um that is not something you hear at ballparks anymore
1: well you know i mean what these Stanford players are 18 to to 20 so that means that they were born after 2000, you know. I think the the, the jo- jam CD was the first CD I ever owned, you know, in about fourth or fifth grade. So that is that is vintage, you know. I'm sure some of them think they can probably get it on vinyl or something like that. But uh, if that's what did it for them, uh, man, they're they're really reaching down in the bottom of the bin to uh, to uh, to get, pull, pull some sports history out of the out of the woodworks.
0: That was a good catch, by the way, to end that game last night. Aggies go opposite field, and the young man, I think it was a left fielder, came in and made a play. And to your point about the momentum, I mean, you could just see the crowd, his reaction to that. Stanford's feeling good about things. But momentum in baseball is the next day's starting pitcher. And if the Ags, like you say, Detmer, whoever it is, can get something going – I don't, you know, momentum's a weird thing, especially with like college baseball. As you've looked around at some of these other results, it'll be fun if we could see the Aggies and Horns. I know they could be headed for each other, but what? Which of these results out there has grabbed your attention? I know you're probably watching the Horn Frogs today. And last I looked, they were losing. I believe that game uh, to Arkansas. Oh, uh, so the, they yeah. they came
1: back and uh, they are they are through to the supers.
0: Wow! Wow! Frogs through to the supers, man. Did you give that? Were you watching that at the hotel? Did you have? Did you find a little Palo Alto bar? I bet you. I bet. I bet you kind of threw out a little whoop at, at the uh, at the end of that one.
1: I mean, uh, the the this, this this interview could be the the Trey Richardson, you know, interview, memorial Baylor memorial interview with the Baylor transfer and – Two grand slams and wow. uh, 11 RBIs yesterday, and everything. But it, it, you know, the one that was really catching my eye was that Auburn regional, where Auburn goes out early, and uh, you got Southern Miss and Penn in the championship. You're thinking, hey, there's a long history of Ivy League schools, you know, in the College World Series a long time ago. George H. W. Bush's Yale teams <laughs> in the College World Series, and thinking maybe Penn could, could could advance, but Southern Miss. Uh, comes out of that one. You got Indiana State. Uh, you know, you had the, the the battle of the Christian schools and DBU and Oral Roberts, and you know, someone. I think it was uh, the great uh, 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 McGee of the, the Marty and McGee, Ryan McGee, said. Uh, you know, if it goes into extras, they might just have to do a, a Bible verse sword drill uh, on that one to, to break the tie. Uh, so that was <laughs> a fun. But you, you know, college baseball is a lot about. It, it's a little bit about like. A, March Madness where you get some of these smaller schools that have good uh, baseball programs. You like the DBUs and the Oral Roberts and uh, seeing if they can punch their ticket to Omaha and be the crowd favorite out there in Nebraska. That's always fun to see. But yeah, I had, I had my money riding on pin to see how long they could go. And they, uh, they let me down yesterday, but always fun to watch this regional round and some of those uh, Cinderella teams per se.
0: That's one thing that Baylor would be good if they had sword drills um, I think the Bears would be in good shape. All right, um, the, the way they recruit, and uh, I was always good sword drills with the New Testament. Old Testament gave me some problems. Um, those, you know, those, just those
1: prophets, those later prophets, kind of uh, mess you up a little bit.
0: Yeah, and then they try. I just get thrown off because there were some. There was always the joke on was something an actual book or not. Like there was like Joel or Hosea or something like that, and like. Every once in a while, they throw something out just to trip you up. Like, is that even a book? I don't even know if that's a book in the Bible, some of these things they're throwing out. And by the way, anything uh, come out of the SEC meetings that grabbed your attention? You had uh, your friends out there in Destin checking on the Aggies, seeing how Jimbo is behaving. Any, anything uh, from Aggieland of interest? Do you think the Aggies were okay with just holding serve with the eight uh, team? Uh, you know conference schedule for now uh where you know, the way that thing played out
1: yeah what are what are we doing here i mean I, I thought that college football all they really cared about was making money and you make more money you have another SEC that the football what why, mm-hmm. what's the hold up here um and and just confusing uh, you know an, another example like going back to the uh the, the pandemic season and whatnot of just the kind of dysfunctionality and disorganization of everything that goes on in college football and, and college athletics. The other thing too is um, Greg Fankin's comments on that, how how disruptive he thinks the NIL laws are that each state has their own ones and, and that and if there's not going to be federal legislation, that his push is going to be to unify all of the uh, NIL deals under one uh, blanket law for all the different states. And, you know, there's some pretty uh, – Pretty happy, pretty prideful state lawyers. There are state, excuse me, legislatures in Texas, and uh, a pretty happy John Sharp, who, you know, said A and M's lawyers were pretty influential in drafting that new NIL bill, and one that said that the SEC can't get involved in, or the NCAA can't get involved in things that they deem as mm-hmm. state law. And are these states going to be willing to give up that power that they have to keep pushing the line forward on NIL? I mean, I think that would almost be more complicated than trying to get a federal legislation on that. So the fact that he uh, so confidently came out saying that there uh, could be a unified NIL law across the SEC footprint, uh, I'll I'll believe that when I see
0: him. Yeah. John Sharp kept getting beat, so he had to go become chancellor at Texas (laughs) (laughs) A&M. Now, and and by the way, the state of Texas right now, the attorney general has some issues, so I don't know if they can focus on this NIL uh that much but um uh, it is interesting to watch it play out and uh uh the Bears uh, uh lost a recruit today and you wonder because this recruit Auburn uh I think A and M's after him. You may take a peek at that Travis because you're interested in recruiting. It's a kid out of DeSoto, real good uh oh, I think he's a defensive player. Uh averaged like eight and a half tackles a game last year. I just always like to bring these things to your attention but uh, the Bears lost him and the Aggies may be on the hunt. But uh interesting, interesting times to say the least. All right. Well listen, good to visit with you. Have fun at the sunken diamond, and then come on back, man. You know, Dr. Brown's ready to ready to see you back at the uh, back back on the home front.
1: Yeah, I got got all the pictures of the dogs. You know, so excited to see me asleep on the couch. So it'll it'll be great. <laughs>
0: That's right. All right. Uh, have a great evening. Uh, that that game for you will start at, what, 6, right? And so <laughs> 8 o'clock start for the rest of the country. And uh, have a great time out there. And I appreciate you jumping on with us, Travis.
1: You got it anytime, Matt.
0: All right. There he goes, Travis Brown, the Eagle. All right. college. Uh, that's at uh, Bryan College Station newspaper. And, Aaron, that's interesting. I mean, you got you got the biggest game of the season, and you don't know who to put out there on the mound. You've run through a lot of pitchers, and this Detmer seems to be a great option. Throws a sinker, moves it around a little bit. That sinker maybe keep the ball in the park, a li- uh, but but the the coach sounds like he doesn't trust him. I mean, maybe that was Coach Sloshnagel basically kind of being a little bit like, you know, gu- guarded. Like, I don't know, we'd ha- he'd have to throw strikes. Maybe secretly, he's been pumping him up a little bit. We'll keep our eye on that. Uh, Aaron, the uh, the Longhorns come out of Coral Gables. Now, Aaron, if you'll take a peek at those scores real quick. I, do, I did want to get everybody updated. Travis just.